Welcome to Queer Perth with Oddie and Clint, shining a light on LGBTQIA plus community groups, events and what's happening in Burlu. We're proudly recording on Wajak Noongar Buja and we pay our respect to elders past and present. Coming up this episode, Ian and I welcome Jason Patchell from Gay Men's Yoga. We talk about housemate hunting and etiquette living with someone else. And Jason tells us about Gay Men's Yoga and their upcoming retreat. Kaya Wanju, and welcome back once again to another episode of Queer Perth. I'm Ian, but you can call me Oddie. And if you're tuning in for the first time, my pronouns are he, him, and I am a cis gay man. And I am joined by my wonderful co-host, Clint. Clint, welcome back. Kaya, how are we going? Great. Cool. Yes, so I am Clint. Um, and also, if this is your first time listening, my pronouns are they, he, and I identify as genderqueer and gay. And we've also got a new person in the room too. Yeah, our special guest this week. Mm-hmm. Welcome, Jason. And that's uh, Jason Patchell, like Satchel, from <laughs> Gay Men's Yoga. How are you? I'm great. Thanks. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you here. Uh, so for those listening, uh, can you start off with a little bit about yourself, starting with your pronouns? and a bit about who you are. Yeah, I'm Jason Patchell, originally from Canada, been in Perth 25 years now. Been doing yoga, I guess, that long. Um, identify as he, him. And uh, yeah, I've been out gay, I guess, since 16. Yeah. And um, yeah, not much has changed about that. But uh, yeah, I started yoga when I moved to Perth in 98. And yeah, I've been teaching for 11 years, but full time for 10. Fantastic. And we can't wait to hear a bit more uh, about gay men's yoga a little bit later when we do your interview. So looking forward to that. Uh, What we do in this segment is just talk a little bit about what we've been up to over the last couple of weeks. Jason, how about you start? What have you been up to? Well, I went to a great show on Sunday at the Hyde Park Hotel, 51 Comedians. Yeah, nice. Though they didn't actually have 51. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to be my question. (laughs) They only had 30 something, but uh, they all had two and a half minutes to do, you know, their show. And, uh, you know, they were on a timer and some of them were hysterical. Some fell a bit flat. (laughs) And there are many really good queer ones as well. Oh, good. Like trans, non-binary. Yeah. Clint, what have you been up to? Oh, I've been doing lots of things. Um, I So, you know, last episode we recorded at the Park Bar and spoke to the venue manager, Annalise, and mm-hmm. um, I pretty much went back there every day <laughs> thereafter <laughs> for the next couple of days because it's only down the road from me. Um, and, you know, in the interview, planted the seed about maybe doing a karaoke night. So watch this space. Uh you may be um, coming along to Minty's Karaoke on a Thursday night. Mm. Um, details to be confirmed. I absolutely love all their cocktails. I think that's my favorite thing is how many cocktails they have. Um, you know, my preference is to go during the quieter times so that um, I can get the the full like enjoyment of a like nicely paced or nicely made cocktail that's not rushed. Um, I don't know if I have a favorite one because they're all really delicious and I'm still exploring the menu. So once I've gotten through the full menu, then I'm I'm sure I'll have a favorite to mention on the podcast. Well, we'll wait, hold this space and we'll wait and find out. It shouldn't take too long. (laughs) (laughs) I'm almost through it. Do you know what? With, With Park Bar, what I'm really enjoying is seeing the fact that they're engaging with the community and providing, um, um, opportunities for us. 
because uh, they've been speaking to me about doing some things there as well. And, and I, I really appreciate that what they're only a week open, a week, week or two open and already, uh, you know, they've got drag night on, um, Friday nights. So there's, there's opportunities for drag, um, performers to perform there for, for their jobs. So yeah, I'm trying to say that it's really good to see that they're giving us opportunities, yeah. which is really nice. And they're, they're open to more opportunities and ideas. So yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, exactly. They're, they're just so open to feedback and getting it right. Cause they want to just provide a new space to, to the community. Uh, so yeah, I've been able to provide some information to them as well. So if they don't get it right, they're like, cool, thank you. We'll, we'll look at what we can do, which is really nice. Yeah. So I, uh, went to a mobility workshop on the weekend, um, hosted by hands, Dan, who is quite a popular Irish, uh, mobility specialist. Uh, so his handle is at hands, Dan, which is a play on like handstand. Uh, so H A N D S D A N. Uh, and there was a group of about 10 of us and we actually did it at my gym. Uh, and so we did it on the gym floor and it was brilliant. So we went through all of like the different, like, uh, stretches for all of your different joints and body parts and things like that. Uh, and it definitely highlighted, uh, points that I needed to focus on more, which was really handy because, uh, I don't know if I've mentioned before, but my whole left side has different injuries due to tightness, due to soreness. Uh, and so I got to like pinpoint different exercises and different movements and different stretches that enabled me to focus on that. And one that I thought was really interesting because I've got, I've got like shoulder neck pain and like in my lower left side, and it was all like, I did a lot of, um, internal rotation stretching and external rotation stretching of my shoulder. And when I did that and he gets you to hold it for like 10 seconds, he says, oh, okay. So just as, as far as you can go push against yourself and then try and go a little bit further. And just your, your mind is telling you, you can't, but you actually can. And so I was, I was able to go further than I expected. And as soon as I came out of the stretch, I'm like, oh my God, the pain's gone. <laughs> so that was really uh, pleasant to, to see. And then also, um, I did like a, they call it the pigeon stretch. Jason, do you do pigeon stretch in yoga? Yes. Yep. And so, um, that is where you've got, you're standing on like a tightrope and you kind of go into a lunge position and then lower your front knee down to the side and then lean into it and you stretch your glute out. And, uh, my right side was tighter than my left, which I didn't expect, but I think it's because I've been trying to focus on stretching my left side, uh, in, you know, everyday life. I haven't paid attention to my right side. So, uh, when I went into the stretch, I felt the pain in my left side and I'm like, oh, that's, that's where I'm getting all this pain from. So maybe it's highlighted the fact that I need to focus on my right hand as well as my left. Cause I know that all of like the, the fascia covers everything. Oh, technical term. Um, but yeah, it was a really interesting session. It went for three hours and by the end of it, I was exhausted. Have you got these events marked down on your calendar? WAC are hosting three upcoming fundraisers at the court. The first is on Friday the 27th of January, Quiz Me Daddy, Quiz Night. On Friday the 3rd of Feb, Drag Queen Bingo. 
And finally, on Sunday the 5th, Cards Against Personalities. On Saturday the 28th, do you love disco or house music? Glitterbox comes to Perth at the Recobite. Also on Saturday the 28th, Hot Chips Fetish Dance Party is on at Steamworks. On Saturday the 4th of Feb and Sunday the 5th of Feb, the Perth Sea Dragons are competing in the artistic swimming at HBF Stadium. Let's support them. Malibu Stacey's Social Club are putting on Snack Shack Queer Party at Loughton Park on Saturday the 4th. Also on Saturday the 4th, if you're looking for something spiritual, have a look at Sacred Intimacy in Cottesloe. And look out for Club Saddle by Nest FM at the Recobite. On Sunday the 5th, Perth Scorpions Volleyball Club are having their Have A Go Bring A Friend Day. On Wednesday the 8th, head along to the Perth Pythons Quiz Night at Grilled Subiaco. And on Friday the 10th, Perth Gay Social Club are having their After Dark Underwear Party at Steamworks. <laughs> Sunday the 12th, Lesby Luscious Sunday Session at Rosen Crown Hotel. And on Saturday the 18th, Spank are having their pool party for cis and trans women. We also have a queer comedy giveaway. If you'd like a chance to win tickets to see queer comedy at Fringe World, slide into our DMs on Instagram and tell us your best joke. For details on these events and many more, head along to the official Queer Perth Facebook group. And if you're putting on an event, feel free to share it there as well. We might even give a shout out on our next podcast. All right, so I really want to talk about housemate hunting. So I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast before, but uh, the owners of my property uh, that I live in, which I love and the complex I love, uh, they're selling the apartment. So I've been on the lookout for uh, somewhere else and debating whether I move out of the complex I'm in, which I really don't want to, uh, or stay where I am and risk it that maybe they find an investor. Uh, anyway, so uh, short story or long story short, uh, I, I was about to move, but then the owners have said, no, we'll renew it for another six months. Please stay. So I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> so I'm staying. And so I had, and so I now have a new housemate moving in this week and he's moving over from Melbourne. So I'm really looking forward to introducing him to Perth, uh, to all the crazy gays and all the thirsty gays because <laughs> they're all out there. You all know it. <laughs> and you know them all. And I am one of them. <laughs> crazy and thirsty. Um, and I, I'm also being conscious that I need to allow him some time to, uh, explore and get to another place by himself as well. So I need to like, uh, balance how keen I am to, to be hospitable. Uh, but I thought the, the episode would re really be good to talk about housemate hunting and our experiences in, uh, living with other people and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, when I first moved to Perth, um, gosh, nearly nine years ago now, um, I moved into, well, I moved in with my uncle and aunt initially, um, and stayed there for about six months and then found a job and then eventually found the place that I'm in now. And I rent it and have rented it for geez, eight years, maybe. And um, for those listening, what's the address? <laughs> <laughs> it's in East Vic Park. That's about all you need to know. Really? You live in East Vic Park? I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, initially I just had um, like backpackers or people that were just short term um, coming in, staying. Um, and there was, it's a three bedroom place. So two of the rooms were available. Um, and that was really fun, really awesome. Um, Cause I got to know them, you know, there was challenges living with people, had to kind of teach them the ways of Minty. Um, <laughs> it's my ways the right way. And 
yeah. Um, then they, you know, all went home and stuff and I still keep in touch with them. And hopefully when I finally get to Europe, I'll go and, you know, stay with them and see their lives back in their home countries. Mm-hmm. Um, but then for a period there, you know, got a decent paying job, didn't need to have people like helping pay the rent. So then I lived in this place by myself for a good couple of years, maybe five or six years. Um, but I decided this year, you know, I really want to make an effort saving so I'll get someone in again. Um, so there, mm. And I was about to start advertising just this week, um, but I, you know, kind of stars aligned and I got hit up by a gay Papua New Guinean friend who's back in Papua New Guinea um, that he knew someone in Sydney who was relocating to Perth, um, to, to work and uh, was also a gay Papua New Guinean. Um, didn't know anyone in Perth. So, you know, did I know anyone that was looking for a housemate or where he could go to, you know, find someone that, um, a space that he could look for a housemate where, you know, they kind of be okay with who he is. I don't know if he's out or anything. And you were um, like, uh, well, actually. <laughs> and I was like, actually, I'm looking for somewhere. And, you know, I grew up in Papua New Guinea and I'm part Papua New Guinean and that's part of my heritage. And um, I do lots of stuff in for Rainbow Papua New Guinea. Um, yeah. So we're chatting and he'll move in sometime in February. Mm. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. And that's cool. Yeah. Like, hopefully we'll have lots of Papua New Guinean food too, because I've missed that. I don't really know how to cook much of that. So so you can learn. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. So Jason, do you have any experiences with uh, living with other people? Yeah, I've actually moved in with my friend uh, from yoga because I was actually evicted from my like apartment or villa yeah, right. in Scarborough uh, at the beginning of December. And I'd lived there for like three years absolutely loved it loved the neighbors walked to the beach i just was sad to leave and then when i started looking around i mean the rental market was completely dry Mm. but i've been living on my own for so long like i didn't know if i was ready to share with somebody but anyway i moved in with my friend and she's hardly ever home because she's always dog sitting Mm. and um because she's quite popular and gets like double and triple books she's been offering me dog sitting jobs and I've been telling people I've been doing it then they've been making me offers to do it so it seems like yeah I'm sharing with somebody but we're hardly ever home at the same time because we're out like dog sitting it has been high season at the moment but yeah brilliant um yeah I seem to be getting offers like all throughout the year so far like to even like Christmas January next year so um if you can live like that, it's great, you know, because... Are you enjoying it? I'm loving it. Yeah. Because yeah. they usually pay you as well. Most of them pay you. Well. Wow. Sometimes you can get, you know, a dog sit or house sit, cat sit mm-hmm. for like two months. So I, yeah, I was, uh, I was just going to ask you when you say dog sitting, because I'm not familiar with the term, it means like you like Sitting house dogs. sit, but you're there to take care of the pet. That's right. Yeah. So you have to be like confident and experienced to know. Mm. how to look after different dogs of different sizes and different requirements. So, And I suppose it's cheaper for that person to pay for you to live there and look after the place than a kennel? Yeah. And, and not, also for the, the pet itself, I suppose, because yeah, it's in their own space, in their own, and, space, in their own home. Yeah. The only unfamiliar yeah. thing is the person, but that's... <laughs> it can be quite traumatic for dogs to go to the kennel, I Absolutely, think, especially yeah. if it's for a long time and then... 
if they're in their own home, they're comfortable. Mm. Yeah. yeah, beautiful. So, so is is there a way that if people were interested in doing dog sitting, are there like sites or th- things that they can register for? Yeah, there's a couple that I know of. Mad Paws is one of them. Mm-hmm. And another one is Paw Shake. Okay. So a lot of it's word of mouth. I mean, you can go on any of the community um, Facebook groups and say that you're available to do that or available for a certain amount of time. Mm. Let's say if you're in between rentals or something like that. Yeah, it can be a bit nomadic doing that, but like you're saving, I'm trying to save this year as well. Mm-mm. And uh, it's been a really good way to save or power save. So Yeah, fantastic. So um, I don't know if you've either of you have looked for housemates before, but I have recently gone through quite a few some because well actually yeah because i i used to live with a couple of my best mates and then they've both gone and got partners selfishly (laughs) and moved in with them uh and so i've been left to fend for myself as the single one (laughs) and so i've been quite experienced recently in uh hunting for housemates so Last January, I had to find a new housemate and he moved in for six months because he moved over from Sydney. He moved out because he moved in with his boyfriend. Uh, And then I found a new one who I would say was my most favorite, uh, who's just left me at the end of December. I was heartbroken. He was very pretty. He was Norwegian Mm. Um, and he loved the sun. And so he was always out by the pool looking glorious and uh then he tore that all away from me selfishly so he could go and travel the rest of australia so uh now i've been left to find someone new um what was i saying oh how do you look for housemates (laughs) Uh, i don't think john listens to this podcast but if he does i love you uh he knows it i've told him before um so yeah so he's he was here on a working holiday uh, visa and so he's making the most of seeing the rest of Australia so he's gone off on his travels uh, so the main place that I've searched is flatmates.com.au uh, I've also used gayshare.com.au which also connects I think I think it's one with I think flatmatefinder.com.au so it, the same profile shows up on two different uh, platforms uh, and so they're the ones that I look for. It. I've also tried you just posting on Grinder, <laughs> using my profile and saying looking for a housemate, uh, but that doesn't necessarily get me quality uh, applicants, which is you know to be expected. So I didn't get much luck from them. Uh, but while we were preparing for this, I understand that there's a couple of uh, queer uh, Facebook groups, Queer Housing Perth. WA is one of them. Uh, and then I believe that there's trans housing WA, which is the trans equivalent. Uh, so looking through that, do either of you know about them? I know about the queer housing one. Cause yeah. I, um, I'm a member on there and I look and that's where I was going to advertise initially. Mm. Um, yeah. But back when I was getting backpackers in, I was using flatmates.com.au and flatmatefinder.com.au, but I was kind of, um, very clear in the profile that, you know, I'm queer and, you know, you need to be cool with that because that's the space that we're in and I will have friends over that um, identify as such. Um, And if you are, awesome. If you're not, doesn't, you know, that's cool too. 
Um, but yeah, and then this time around, yeah, I was going to look at uh, advertising on queer housing on that Facebook group because um, always seems to be like buzzing, lots of awesome people and quality applicants, I suppose. Yeah. Do you put pants off Friday in yours as well, or is that just me? <laughs> That's just me. <laughs> but I mean, I have quite a private backyard area there, so if people wanted to sunbathe nude, they could go for it if they wanted. <laughs> I think ideally, if I was able to afford it, I'd live on my own. Mm. I, I think I love having my own space. And I don't know how you're going to go, Clint, going from having your own space to living with someone. Uh, I find it always challenging uh, trying to think through and prepare myself because I have a way of, of working and I like knowing, okay, the pantry's there, the cutlery goes there the plates go there the cups cups yep everything and then cleaning up after myself and all of that kind of thing and then just learning to live with someone else in your space and if it doesn't go well it can be really uncomfortable because you don't have a choice you can't escape them and my home is my sanctuary where I don't have to edit any of myself you can't help it when you go out you're editing yourself in some way whereas in your own space in your own privacy, you can just be you mm. completely. Um, I giggle because that's where the toilet is. Like the toilet is like you can't not be yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but like your home is is where you are completely yourself. Yeah. I and mean, like on the hottest of hottest nights, I will sleep on the couch because that's the only room in the lounge in the lounge room where there's aircon, but mm. like, can I do that when I have a flatmate? I don't know. Probably exactly. not. And like, yeah, walking around shirtless or naked or in my jocks. Uh, and you know, with a housemate, is that, is that appropriate or not? How comfortable do you feel doing that kind of thing? Um, I think if it's like a quick run past, it's not so bad. Um, I have like fantasies of just having mates or housemates that are very sexy that we all just chill out in our underwear. <laughs> um, but maybe I watch too much porn. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, um, when you're living with people, Clint, I'm not sure if you've thought about this, but the, the hookup rule, is it appropriate to have someone over for a hookup or what is the... Uh, housemate etiquette for having someone over for a hookup. Yeah, I mean, so like I have done that in the past and especially when I had the backpackers around um, staying here. Um, I think for me it's, you know, what am I comfortable with myself? Like, you know, if I have someone over, you know, what are kind of my expectations? And then that's, I think, just what I reflect with them mm. is that, you know, I'm planning on having hookups come over or, you know, if I end up dating someone that they might come over regularly, we, you know, we might sit on the couch. Um, you know, if we start getting hanky-panky stuff happening, we'll move to the bedroom. Um, and, you know, I'd want to afford them that same privilege. I don't know what the word is. Opportunity. Respect. Respect. <laughs> Respect. Yeah. Um, you know, so feel free to have someone over watch a movie with them, have dinner with them. And then, you know, if you start getting handsy, you know, take them to the bedroom and all that. And if you'd mm. rather me not be home, let me know. Um, or vice versa. Hopefully if I would prefer you not being home, I can let you know. 
See, that's, like that. that's, that's a weird one because I don't, I don't particularly like, I, I've had people in the past say, oh, if you want me to clear out, that's fine. I'm happy to. And I'm like, well, I, I don't have a need to. So I don't have a need. If, if I'm going to have someone over, it's your space as much as my space. Um, there's no need. Like if I want privacy, I'll go to the room. Yeah. Like I don't need, and, and like there's that equal respect. So if you've got someone over, I'll go in my room. I'm happy to hang out in my room. Um, I, I, the only reason I would think that you'd want complete privacy is that you want to do it on the couch <laughs> and that's not okay. I don't think, um, yeah, if you're in a shared space with someone, you should be hooking up in a shared space. It yeah. should be, if you, yeah. If you're going to start, fooling around, move it on to your bar, your bedroom. Yeah. Um, in the instances for me, it, it hasn't been that. Yeah. It's just that the, the person that's coming over mm-hmm. doesn't, you know, for whatever reason, maybe they're in the closet. They just don't want people that they don't know. Mm. Um, not that they know me, but, you know, um, in the space just so that they can feel comfortable. Yeah. Jason, you got thoughts? Yeah. You need to discuss it with whoever owns the place. If you're going to be on the lease together, because I found with um, friends of mine that own places and they get a housemate in, you know, some of them don't even allow sleepovers, them to have any kind of intimacy at the house. Some uh, people don't even allow sharing the lounge room. You just sort of like, you got to be in your bedroom. So you got to establish that Mm. before you move in. Uh, yeah, like also I, I get it too because if you own a place and then you bring your boyfriend over all the time and they're not paying the rent and they're sort of taking over and using, you know, all the utilities and whatever. Yeah. You know, cooking in the kitchen. I mean, you have to really yeah, establish that before you commit to moving in with somebody, I think. For sure. Yeah. I think that what you're touching on there where it's not just a hookup, it's someone that they're dating. Yeah there needs to be a level of of respect where if I'm having someone over seven days a week and they're basically living here, that's when the conversation changes from, Oh, you're you're hooking up with someone to, um, they're basically living here. That's a three person apartment now, not a two person place. Mm -hmm. So that's when that conversation changes. Um, and I've, I've lived with people before where there's that level of disrespect where they've been there and the mentality has been, this is my space too. I can do what I want. And I'm like, well, you can't. And I've not been brave enough to have that conversation. So I've left, let it fester and fester to a point where that's affected the relationship. Um, yeah, so it's the communication. You're exactly right. Well, we always love hearing from, from our listeners. So anyone who's listening, if you have any tips or ideas or if you want to ask Uh, our opinion on uh, moving in with someone and what you should think, say, do, plan. Uh, Make sure you send us a a message on Queer Perth on Instagram and we'd love to hear from you. All right, Jason, let's get the spotlight on you. It is time for your interview. Are you ready? Sure. Good. So uh, for those tuning into this part of the episode, it is Jason Patchell from Gay Men's Yoga is our special guest of the episode. Uh, and we get to find out all things Jason. So can we start off? Uh, you told us a bit about yourself uh, to begin with. You mentioned that you're, you're doing yoga. How did you first get into it? Well, when I moved to Perth, I really wanted to get into something healthy because I'd been living in the UK um, and 
living quite a party and unhealthy lifestyle, like drinking, smoking, everything else. And I thought, no, I'm moving to Australia and I'm going to start afresh and be healthy. And yeah. So once I arrived, yeah, I started cycling and just eating better. And I didn't have such a stressful job as well. I had just like a nice kind of almost brainless job when I moved here working my ex's family's bakery. So, you know, start early, but finish early and then go to the beach. And we had a puppy and it was just like almost idyllic. And then I started doing yoga, and from the first class, I just was like, wow, I just felt so good. And I loved the way I felt in my body, and my mind was calm, and yeah. So I was kind of hooked really early. And that was back in the day when there were hardly any studios in Perth, mm. you know, and they didn't even offer it at the gyms or anything at that time. I was going to like Tom's yoga room in Claremont. Mm-hmm. And then the teacher there really, gelled with and then she started teaching in the area that I was living in and yeah so she was like my teacher for several years and yeah I just love going I just love the way it made me feel and how I think it helped me my relationship be more calm and less reactive yeah okay and so how long have you been practicing for well I started that was 98 when I came here so Try not to do the math. <laughs> <laughs> a little while ago. So do you need to be flexible about uh, when you do yoga? Do you need do you need flexibility or does it help you with it's it? It's not really important. Okay. Um, I mean, it would help if you go into an advanced or more experienced class or go into Ashtanga classes. But yeah, for general people, if you go to, if you let the teacher know any of your injuries or sensitivities, things like that, let them know first. But you don't need to be flexible. Mm. It's like really not. I think that's like a myth that people believe that you have to be flexible to do yoga. Yeah, for sure. Like maybe social media and magazines and that are to blame for that. But I suppose maybe it's watching people who are um, experienced in doing yoga and have built that flexibility over time. Mm-hmm. People see them who are teaching it and go, oh, I need to be like that to do it. And I'm just not. Yeah, it's like. Asking, do you have to be strong to go to the gym? Yeah, well, no, exactly you go right. to the gym to get strong. Yeah, you go to yoga and you get more flexible. Yeah, but it's more about stability and mobility. You were talking about mobility before, which is really interesting. Like yoga is really good for your mobility, mm. joints, ligaments. You know, your muscles get stronger, so you're you know stable, not just physically. Well, but more so mentally and emotionally even. Yeah. I, I had a, on that, I had a cheeky little question. Um, does it help in the bedroom? Is there certain things you can do through yoga that can help with flexibility and whatnot in the bedroom? <laughs> well, I imagine there is, um, but I'm not sure that I've quite found them yet. So, uh, <laughs> I think the relaxation element, of course, is important. Your breathing, like, you know, getting into the mood and being attentive, being present giving not just taking all the time like really focusing on your partner i definitely prefer giving (laughs) yeah (laughs) i also discovered at this mobility workshop that uh i'm I'm, i can't do the splits i can't do like um legs out to my side i'm not good at that and like the pigeon thing that i mentioned uh, i'm not good with my my hip flexibility but i am great at bending over 
<laughs> and I can keep my legs straight and like bend straight over, touch my touch my toes. I can actually put my hands flat on the floor, um, even though I'm not a taker. But uh. <laughs> so let's go on to gay men's yoga. So you you own and run gay men's yoga. Well, it's not really something I own. It's something that I started a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. almost two years ago in March. That'll be our second birthday. Uh, we just started a meetup group, basically, and to see if there's any interest in doing it. And initially, we're only getting a handful of guys. And I think because there hadn't been a gay men's yoga group before, mm-hmm. I think a lot of the guys were thinking it was like more of a sexual thing. And they were coming just <laughs> in shorts with no underwear and things hanging out and <laughs> getting erections and things like that. But that was, uh, that made me feel really awkward because that wasn't really the vision that I had for it. I didn't really know how to manage it, um, to be honest. But, yeah, just persevered. And then more people started coming. And then it seemed like, in a blink of an eye, all of a sudden there's 20, 25 guys coming every week. And it was really pumping and... Yeah, it was in a way quite daunting. Like, mm. um, but then, yeah, I think people realized that it was actually more about the yoga than it was <laughs> about, you know, the hookups and things like that. But mm. yeah, and I think the core group that have stayed coming, they uh, there's been a lot of relationships that have started, and um, okay. you know, a lot of people meet each other there, which is really you know heartwarming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how do you lovely. how do you approach the the people that come and let it all hang out and make it awkward. Do you talk to them and say, Hey, look, it's not, it's not what you think or you just ignore it. And no, it just doesn't happen. It's not happening. It's like we've created this vibration that those people just don't come. So, you know, there are other places they can go and do that. Yeah. But you said that that's what happened initially. Did you address it then or it just kind of naturally dropped off? Naturally dropped off. Yeah. Yeah. And some things are like that in life. I mean, I think that's a teaching of yoga. Sometimes you actually, you know, do without doing and everything gets done. I don't know if you know that expression, but if you just leave it for a little bit and you know that that's, you know, what needs to happen... Sometimes you don't really need to do anything. The universe will do it for you. Yeah. And that's luckily what happened. I mean, if that's what it was going to be, I was going to have to think about the direction of the group. Of course. Because we were getting a lot of requests for like the naked yoga initially. Mm-hmm. And I was not really ready myself to teach it because mm. like, I hadn't even been to a class yet. So how am I going to teach a class with no clothes on? <laughs> But there is a naked men's yoga. Eric Schwartz does that. So that yeah. if you're interested in being naked, you can go to that one. I've actually been to that one because it's close to where I live. And I didn't know what to expect with that one. I'm digressing. But uh, even that one isn't sexual. Like even though you're naked, it's all about the moves and it's the yoga. And it's just embracing that um liberation of being nude but still doing doing the class which is really good uh, I wanted to ask is is gay men's yoga what it sounds like which is just cis gay men is it for anyone and everyone or what what's the group that comes along or that's welcome well it's mainly gay men but we have several non-binary people coming okay we have one or two Yep. that are trans men. Yep. And yeah, they're we have a we're open, we're inclusive. Yeah. But yeah, no, so you're welcome to come. There's bi as well. 
people that are on different um, stages of their coming out journey. Yeah. So there's some people that aren't, you know, identifying as gay yet, mm -hmm. but they're curious. And that's the thing. We offer really safe space for people that aren't sure yet. Mm. And everybody's so welcoming and supporting and it's not scary at all. Yeah. And you don't need experience. You don't need to be flexible. Just come talk to me first if you have any concerns and we'll look after you. So tell us about the, the social aspect of gay men's yoga because it's not just a yoga class, is it? Well, no, that's right. We often, most more often than not, if we don't go over time on the Wednesday nights, have a little discussion about a topic or issue facing gay men or, you know, queer men. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's a safe forum for people to discuss how they feel and you know we'll talk about oh we've had any range of subjects um you know whether it's about sexuality or shame guilt thing you know so many different subjects we've had over the last couple of years and you can just listen there's no expectation to say anything but you know there is a, a place where you can open up and talk about your experiences and no one will judge you when it's confidential. Yes, so, and then after the class, people stay after and have coconut water, tea, snacks or whatever. And we just like hang out. There's like a little chill out area in the studio. Mm -hmm. And yeah, some people stay if they can. You know, sometimes we even go quite late. What I found is that we seem to have like a regular core group every week, save about 10 or 12. And then there's probably half a dozen new people trying it for the first time. And then there might be another five or so that haven't been for a while, but can only come once in a while because of work or other commitments. So you see familiar faces, some you haven't seen for a while. It's yeah, there's a big social aspect now. And, um, when we do the Saturday classes, they're coming back on the 4th of February, uh, fortnightly. We always go for dinner after oh, dinner, or if you like having drinks, have drinks as well. So uh, that's been really good. And because that class finishes on five, now we're in Osborne Park. So we'll just go to one of the, you know, multitude of restaurants that are around there. We were in Scarborough before, but now we're at Twisting Peacock Yoga on Main Street in Osborne Park. Okay. So yeah, no, it's good. And so many of the guys um, have connected and they socialize all the time. So have you noticed a change within yourself over the past few years since starting gay men's yoga? <laughs> yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Especially, uh, yeah, like when the group went from like just a few people coming every week, like maybe four or five and then six would come and then it'd go down, you know, to five and I'd be like, okay, maybe it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. But I felt guided to do it, so I thought, well, I won't give up. And then all of a sudden, yeah, like I said before, it got really busy. Mm. But that brought a whole bunch of other pressures, like, you know, being in front, managing the group, mm. not just registering them, but, you know, making sure everyone's safe and is um, can keep an eye on everybody, which, I mean, I do that full time. But I think it was more how I felt in front of a bunch of gay guys. Yeah, of course. You know, feeling like, are they judging me? Are they, you know, and I'd go home after the class and I would just like think about it all night. Like, oh, you know, should I have done that differently? You know, what could I have done better and that kind of thing. But now I don't, that doesn't really happen. Mm. Like I w it was something that I had to overcome. Yep. Um, 
so now I've grown a lot doing it. Like I used to be a nervous wreck, like even the whole day. Even though I teach yoga full time, I never get really nervous teaching a class, but something about being in front of gay men that, um, yeah, was awkward because, I mean, since I'd split up from my husband, so to speak, uh, of 17 years, we I just like lived in a bubble. I was just like not in the scene, just like lived in my own world. I only had, you know, gay friendly, straight friends and this kind of thing. I was just not involved in the queer community at all. And then all of a sudden I'm totally involved in it. <laughs> mm. And uh, it was like, oh my God, it was like a baptism of fire. And then, but now I'm just, I'm so grateful every single day for the group. And you always got to think, well, okay, what are we going to do next? How do we keep it exciting and fresh? And yeah. Well, actually, now that you talk about uh, how grateful you are for the experience, we've actually had an anonymous gay, gay men's yoga member reach out to express how much you and the gay men's yoga members mean to them and have helped them with their own mental health since joining the group. So they just want to say uh, that they want you to know that everyone greatly appreciates everything that you do. Oh God, pass me a tissue. <laughs> <laughs> so, so for those who, who are listening, so where, where can they find you? Well, you can find us on Instagram, mm-hmm. gay men's yoga underscore Perth. Cause there are other gay men's yoga, um, you know, sites yeah. on And then Instagram. you've got the meetup as but well. But the meetup is the main thing. Cause if you sign up for the meetup, you hear about all the events coming up, like we have retreats coming up and other special events like... Um, well, we try to do something every month if we can, like a, you know, extra event. Then and the so how do they find the, how do they find the meetup? Just go to meetup.com mm-hmm. and look and search in Game Men's yoga, yoga Perth. Yep. And so then you're located at, where is it? Twisted Peacock? Twisting Peacock Yoga um, okay. on Osborne, in Osborne Park, Main Street, Osborne Park. Yeah, brilliant. Cool. So we'll put that all in the show notes. Now, I wanted to finish off with uh, the retreat that you mentioned. So you've got a retreat coming up. Tell us what that's all about. Yes, we have another retreat this year. And this one's called Come Together. (laughs) Okay. And the theme is Mantra, Yantra, and the Tantra, which really means it's like a way, it's basically yoga means to come together. Tantra really means to weave together. So you're like fine-tuning every aspect of your being, your physical, your mental, emotional, spiritual, you know, really, um, and being who you want to be, living your highest truth. Mm. So, like, that's what I feel so proud about all the gay men is that they're living their truth. They've been brave enough to come out and be themselves and to live in in the world where you know you may be judged for being gay or mm. anything like that but they're brave enough to face their you know their truth and that's yeah. just part of it but to even go deeper than that what else can, how much deeper can you go sure and so when is it and where it's is gonna it? be 14th to 16th of april mm-hmm. it's a weekend it's the weekend after easter okay so some people might be on holidays already and it's only a little over an hour out of Perth in the Avon Valley National Park. Beautiful. And it's a gorgeous location. We've been there twice already with the group. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, lovely cabins, all with en suites, amazing, delicious food, um, incredible, quiet location off the grid. 
And yeah, there's been some just really beautiful souls that have come to the last ones. And uh, yeah, this one's open to, yeah, whoever wants to come. <laughs> Excellent. Cool. Looking forward to it. Well, that's the end of the interview. Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. It was, uh, I loved it. Game Men's Yoga. Check it out. Yeah. Well, what an amazing episode. Thanks for joining us, Jason. Uh, and um, this little part now is um, our conclusion. And we discuss like, you know, something that we learned in the episode. <laughs> um, so I'll throw it to you first. What did you learn? Hmm. Oh, that Ian can touch his toes and is not one to receive. <laughs> Lies. No. Is it? Is it? Mm. Um, and Ian, how about yourself? What did you learn this episode? I, went, I learned about the queer housing Perth WA and uh, if I need a housemate that I can post in there, which is really cool. Yeah, such a great one. What about you? Keep an eye on. For myself, um, I learned about the definition dog sitting. Like I'd always known of house sitting and that you may need to take care of pets or take care of house plants. All right, well, let's wrap it up there and uh, send a big thanks to our producer, Scott, as always. Uh, also to Scott Holmes Music for the tunes. We'd love your feedback. You can contact us by sliding into our DMs on Insta or Facebook at Queer Perth. You can also message us through our website, queerperth.com. And as always, remember to follow, subscribe and go on, click that five stars and give us a review. Wherever you listen to your podcast, make sure you subscribe. Tell everyone, tell your friends, tell your next door neighbour. <laughs> tell your la latest hookup. We're here for the community and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hey, bye. silence so it can be a challenge for some people but just a little over an hour walking without talking it'd be a challenge just... for scott <laughs> <laughs> sorry i had to uh, just uh... i've been silent this entire episode so <laughs> i'm just gonna mute myself again now i just wanted to jump in and say that <laughs> it's been this long since i haven't had a go at scott so sorry please uh -huh. keep going